Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. It's Russ Lost! It's Russ Lost! Can you believe it? King Bad God! Oh! Whoa! I see that, JR! It's triggered! It's Johnny! It's Drew! Can you believe it? It's going to be a slobber knocker! As they say, anything can happen on Russ Lost! Welcome to Russ Lost Force! Sniper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestle Lost. A uh, couple of interesting things to talk about. Uh, so, to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Well, first, let's talk about uh, all the positive things that are going on in WWE right now. And it's not just in ring that we've seen, it's actually also backstage as well. Uh, as I, as I mentioned in our, our episode earlier in the week, Jeff Jarrett has left his position as vice president of live events. And Road Dog uh, is back in the company now. He's taking that, taking that position. And the, the overall uh, attitude is positive backstage as well. Uh, that <clears throat> as far as pr- from a production standpoint, uh, According to PW Insider, people are are now seem like, uh, or are now happy to work there. You know, they they're not feeling pressured. They're not feeling like their jobs are all, all, are always on the line. And as I, I as I'm going to talk about later in the show when we talk about WWE, production values have have gotten better recently. Even even though 
you know, Kevin Dunn still is still over that. I just think I think maybe Triple H maybe have had a talk with him saying, you know what, you, you, you got to tone down all the all the stupid production shit you've been doing. And as far as like general flow of the show, it's, it's been a lot better. But I, I, I'll, I'll talk about more about that later. But on the other side of things, if you, at least according to Conan, uh, things in in AEW aren't aren't as good backstage. Uh, this is according to Conan on his Keeping It One Hundred podcast, which take this, you know, as you will, because. He's known to have some sketchy guests like Billy Batty, and he has Disco Inferno as a co-host. But it's saying that a lot of the the AEW originals are, quote, pissed off because of all the the WWE guys getting getting all the TV time and storylines. And it, it's almost like the same thing that's the stuff that MJF was saying uh, before he he, he left. Uh, I mean, I could I could see why they're upset, but you got to think majority of those those ex WWE guys were people that were released from the company. They needed jobs, you know. They needed. And they and, and they found another place to work in AEW, and some of the others that that uh, they just left, you know, because their contract expired, they wanted to try something new. I mean, I could see, but you know, it, some you know some AEW originals are, are still getting time. You know, Darby Allen's still out there, Sammy Guevara's still out there. Uh, Dark Dark Orders still, Dark Orders in the semifinals of the trios tournament. So, and the best friends. Yeah, yeah, best friends too, right? They're also uh, at least Orange Cassidy is an original. So yeah, so I I don't I don't necessarily believe that 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 there's a negative attitude going on there in AW backstage. I know before Dynamite on Wednesday, Tony Khan had a had a meeting with everyone, uh, as well as Kenny and the Young Bucks spoke as well, uh, talking about everyone getting coming together, you know, as one. And apparently the apparently the meeting ended with everyone going around talking about their favorite Young Bucks matches. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I so I, I think it. Well, according from what I've heard, most people that came out of that meeting seemed to uh, feel better about about the way things were, before, unlike before the meeting. <clears throat> and speaking of AEW backstage, it was revealed this week that recently Eddie Kingston was suspended for a couple, couple weeks for a backstage altercation with Sammy Guevara. This came after uh, a few weeks ago when uh, Sammy and Ty had that mixed tag match with Sky Blue and Dante Martin. He cut the promo afterwards uh, calling uh, Eddie Kingston a fat piece of shit. And when Sammy went backstage, Eddie didn't didn't like that because they 
didn't uh, they didn't discuss the same using that line and uh, uh Sammy just he just smiled at Kingston which pissed Kingston off and he he uh, pie faced him and that's what got him suspended and I believe their match at uh, all out that that Eddie Eddie Kingston had challenged him to I think that's been called off because it's no longer on the card unless it's going to be added this week yeah I'm I know this all happened because it, it's been reported already but as far as the match it can go either way they can put it back on or they could just say things are still too heated right now we don't know what would happen and we don't want to risk it but from what I'm hearing, they're thinking about putting it back on the card. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I want to say about that is, look, Sammy is still young, all right? He's still going to do some dumb shit in his life. <laughs> all right? Eddie Kingston... I, I know you're a hothead, and I know like you can get heated because of the way you are, and that's all fine. Because as Johnny saw this week, which I won't get into it, I can be the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, gotta be the adult here, man. You know, in the moment, I understand getting heated and all that. But you got to calm yourself down, like you told me. <laughs> and we just have to remember that there's people that are more immature than we are that aren't quite up there yet. So as we just we, need to be better, man. Yeah, as we saw today. Yes, as we saw today. <laughs> Work bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I just find it funny that people who do a lot of talking during their promos are getting mad at other people for taking shots at them during their promos. Yeah, but because this is the same thing. Out, but you can't take it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, because it's the same thing with Hangman and, and CM Punk. Right. So, come on, guys. You can dish it out. Take it sometimes. Good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's word that AEW is going to start another premiere, another show soon. It's been noted that AEW, they booked separate buildings in October, separate to Dynamite. Um, we're not sure yet what this show is going to be. Is it, it, either is it going to be the all elite women show, or is there finally going to be a Ring of Honor and TV deal coming coming soon that they're going to announce? Here's what I think, and this would make sense because you you have to put on at least at least a, a three to four hour show for the for the live crowd. So you have two separate touring brands. You have one brand that does, they do dynamite and they, they tape, you know, they can tape dark elevation. Then you have this other touring group that tape ring of honor 
and the rampage. And it's been, it's, it has been noted that that rampage is going to have separate tapings in October. So I don't know if this might be an experimental thing. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be it would be good to to have two different uh, two different touring shows of AEW per week. They can they can cover more cities that way. Yes, I would be completely down for that. The only thing there is, you got to make sure the people you're sending out aren't tied to the other show i think it could get a little confusing but i'm pretty sure they can work it out yeah i'm I'm, i mean unless you have like the select like three or four wrestlers you know book them travel for both shows one week you know i I could see that happening yeah there there's that could work. It could work, but some of these people, some of these guys are going to have to do a lot of traveling. Yeah, I'm sure they won't mind it because the schedule in AEW, as we know, is pretty easy going. Yeah, as far as how little they travel, because they don't have a house show circuit. Yeah. So, hey, man, it could work. It wouldn't be that much more travel. So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, coming in in October, uh, TV schedules for both uh, AEW and WWE are going to change slightly because of the of the MLB playoffs, the uh, AL Championship Series and the World Series. Uh, SmackDown may have two shows on on FS1. Dynamite is going to be. Uh, it's it's gonna run. Let's see. The week of the twenty sixth, they're gonna tape on Wednesday, but they're not gonna air it till Thursday, the twenty seventh. The week, uh, the week before that, uh, they're gonna they're gonna have uh, a a AEW Dynamite on Tuesday night, which means. They're actually going to be competing that night with NXT. <laughs> oh yeah, we got one at least one week of the of the Tuesday night wars. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it. AEW is going to win that shit. <laughs> yeah, but as you'll hear later on for me, NXT has some pretty good shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're yeah. We'll talk about that. They're they're slowly getting better. Yeah. Uh, also, it it's been rumored that Triple H is gonna have is coming up with new belt designs, which is which is good. You know, they, they won't look like just like a, like a big toy, like what Freddie and I have. Uh. But yeah, I'm, I'm, and based on you know the designs that he's come up with for NXT titles in the past, well, these these are going to be some good looking titles. Yeah, I I barely heard that today, so 
it's fairly new news. I don't know what these titles are going to look like, but if they're anything like the NXT titles, they're going to be badass. And I told this to Johnny earlier today, no matter what it looks like, because I know it's going to be fucking badass, I'm going to have to buy another belt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying it now. That way I put it in my mind and I don't back out later. I know it's going to be badass. I can't wait to see what he comes up. And uh, two two names that that could possibly come back to WWE, which are not not the names that we you know we talked about. Bray Wyatt, obviously, and and Braun Strowman. Uh, we just saw Johnny Gargano come back this week. Uh, one would be Tanil Dashwood. Uh, she is, uh, she's dating uh, Madcap Moss. First of all, why? But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so we may be seeing her. Also, uh, Jonah maybe or Bronson Reed, I guess, would be uh, is looking to come back to WWE as well. And based on the performance he just had in, in the G1 tournament. Uh, I, I I think it's a pretty safe bet that he, he he'll be back soon. All right, and finally, uh, I guess this can be our our discussion point because I know Freddie wants to talk about it as well. Uh, earlier this week, it was reported that reported that AEW's legal team got in touch with Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan about contract tampering. Uh, there was a fan on, on on Twitter that Chris Jericho responded to. The the fan had was uh, was fantasy booking a, a a WWE team with Jericho, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jericho just replied, "Well, there there's there's some people that that want that sooner than later," and he put hashtag tampering. So a lot of people are suspecting that Chris Jericho is the one who that WWE was trying to trying to to get with to come back. I've heard that the only thing they did somebody from the company just asked asked him how how long he has left on his contract. There was no negotiation that was going on. There was no talk of money. It was just a simple question which which AEW Considered con- contract contract tampering, but then there's other people that say it wasn't Jericho; it was someone else. But if so, who? Who? Yeah. I don't who? know. <laughs> it's Kofi. <Kofi-Kofi. laughs> I mean, not to start any rumors, but I don't know, man. Just this whole conversation with Jericho. It's okay for them to talk. Yeah. Because Jericho is there for a very long time. And you can't deny that. He still has friends there. He still gets along with them. So for them to go back and forth and have conversations, I think that's pretty normal as long as you don't decide to talk them out of where they're at. 
you got to respect where they're at. Right. And I think Jericho, he likes where he's at right now. He likes AEW. Yeah. You know, he might, yeah. you know there might be. How long is your contract? I don't think that's tampering. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think his contract's up at the end of the next year. Yeah, they just said, how long your contract's up? And when it's up, would you be willing to talk? I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but I don't know the legal terms, but I don't know if that is or not. Well, well, yeah, it's okay to start talking, you know, a few, like a few months before your contract's up, just so you can, you can start, you know, gauging, you know, who's going to offer you more money, you know, AEW or WWE. Right. Yeah, as long as discussions don't get serious, I think they're fine. But to have that line of communication there, like I said, especially with Jericho, who was in WWE for a very long time, I think that's normal. So I just think people are trying to start some shit, looking into something that isn't there. But... Again, we don't know all the details, so we're just going from what we're seeing. So since that got brought up, I asked you guys to come up with a list. <laughs> and with Jericho talk, it's a list. Like a Jericho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanna start off with Johnny and if you had to guess as far as which five WWE stars would jump to AEW, who would you have? Uh, first, I would I would have, I would get Dolph Ziggler going to AEW. I mean, for obvious reasons, your brother's already there. That would and, be fair. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's been in WWE now for for 15 plus years. I think it's time that he had a change of pace. You know, he's he's getting older and a yeah. I, I just think he he would do better off. So since he's getting older, we want to send him to the place where you take more risks. Makes yes. sense. <laughs> no hey, man, it works for staying. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, working for worked for the Hardys for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. You never know. If he's down, I'm down. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, they've released so many people that that there's really not not a lot there that you would consider going to AEW. Uh, I, I I I forgot I forgot about this, so I didn't make it make this list ahead of time. <laughs> I, I I slept a lot. Fair. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> uh, so let's see, who else would I have? Uh, you, you know what? I would I would have 
I would have Pete Dunn. <laughs> Pete Dunn go to AEW. He's a, I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's of course, he was known as the Bruiser Weight. He's, he's a brawler. I think he would, he would mix it up nicely with John Moxley. Like see, Pete Dunn Moxley match. Yeah, see, on that one, we're right here, because on my list I have Pete Dunn for the exact same reasons. And my other reasoning behind me choosing Pete Dunn is, fuck this Butch character, man. Yeah. I, uh, well, th- there are. I have heard that he may be going back to Pete Dunn soon. Soon enough. It, it would just be a little awkward for me to see him as Pete Dunn now. Yeah. Seeing what they did here, being Butch and the whole scrappy do, silly ass fucking bullshit they have him do. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he would have to go somewhere else to get rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, another one I would have go. Actually, I'm going to give you two. Uh, even though right now their positions have improved with Triple H taking over, Kevin Owens is the same as Zane. All right. Kevin Owens, he's already got his, has history there with a lot of the AEW talent, especially the, the undisputed elite and the, the Young Bucks and even Excalibur and other people like that. Uh, actually, he has a he used to team with Adam Cole uh, in uh, in Mount Rushmore. So mm-hmm. there's that history there as well. Sami Zayn. I don't know if I want him going back to El Generico. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe create a, a new character. But I think Sami Zayn deserves better. But like I said, we're starting to see a different Sami Zayn, a better Sami Zayn with with Triple H over over them. So uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what the future holds. I know they both signed extensions last year, so they're they're still going to be with WWE for a while. And the fifth person. You know what? I'm going to go with the woman this time. Can't be a sausage fest, dude. You got to throw a woman in there. <laughs> I know. I've been forgetting <laughs> forgetting about the women. I think I, I, I would actually like to see Bailey in AEW. <laughs> yeah, the more serious Bailey, I think I would love in AEW. Yeah. Yes, you know, leave all that ding dong hello shit in WWE. Yeah, e- even the hairstyle she has right now would work. Like they wouldn't have to change much. Just let her speak her mind, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, I can see her mixing up, mixing it up with with Thunder Rosa, or or maybe even like uh, I'm, you know, with with another former. WWE uh, uh, person, the Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shit there that I would love to see. Don't even get me started on 
Bailey versus Britt Baker. Come on. Yeah. Yes. That would that <laughs> would be some really good shit. So yeah, I could see Bailey doing that shit eventually. Hopefully, if we get what we want. Which now more than ever I think there's a good chance of. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty solid five, I would say. So now that we got those for Johnny in there, I'm going to go to Drew and see what moves would you make from WWE to AEW. Okay. Like Johnny, I got four guys and a girl. <laughs> or four men and one woman. Uh, I went, they're from one woman. I went mid, mid card guy. Don't get enough love. In WWE. <laughs> and Johnny already named one of mine, which is Dolph Ziggler. Come on, it's just his brother's there. Why not? Um, the second one, Jinder Mahal. I know he was a big superstar a few years ago, but they've kind of lost, I guess, faith in him or whatever. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> he's not as big as he they're not using him as much as they could. Yeah, I could see a, a repackaged Jinder Mahal. You know, a, a different... He can be a more serious character in AEW. Right. He's big. Imagine him and Wardlow going at it. Yeah, and, and just because he's Indian, you don't have to pair him up with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt like he's WWE Canadian. would do. He is Canadian. He's Canadian, yes. He's a he's a Canadian Indian. He's a Canadian. So he's going to be hanging out with Kenny Omega. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Roode. There's another one, Robert Roode. I, I didn't think of Robert Roode. Yeah. He's kind of up there. You know, he's an old, not old, older. Get uh. Get yeah, he's 46. <laughs> right. He's 40. He's the same age as Bobby Fish. Yeah. And you know uh, what? You, you could bring in uh, James Storm from NWA and, and reunite beer money. Beer money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian fourth guy, Ricochet. With his. Ariel Prowess, he'd fit right in with that. Yes. AEW. <laughs> I could see, ooh, Ricochet versus Darby Allen. <laughs> Ricochet versus Dante Martin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet versus that. Sammy Guevara. Come on. <laughs> he just sits with so many guys. Yeah. And as for the woman, she's probably one of the top stars, but... I can see her going up against Jade Cargill, size wise. Charlotte Flair. Her husband's already over there. <laughs> I mean, I, I know WWE would never let her go. I, but I, I, I don't know. It might that might be realistic? You know, like you just said, her husband's there. So yeah, I her versus Jade Cargill. Her versus Statlander. Her versus the Kill. Not Mercedes Martinez. 
Yeah, I think whenever there's like a couple or people who are married that work for different companies, I think there's a better chance of one of them making the move. And seeing as Andrade already made the move from WWE to AEW, I think it would be easier for Charlotte to make the same move. I mean, I would... I wouldn't like it because I, I don't think her style necessarily fits in AEW, but I could be surprised. So as far as mine from WWE to AEW, huh, this is where it's going to get fun because my picks are pretty rare. I don't think anyone would think of them. Uh, my first one, Akira Tozawa. Okay. Just because they're never, after what he's done with the 24-7 title thing, running around with his ninjas and all that bullshit, it, it's the Pete Dunn butch effect. You yeah. can't go back to being serious when you're when they make you so goddamn goofy. People, yeah, people aren't going to look at you the same way. But with our truth it works, though, because he was always a little geek. And, and right now in AEW, the only Japanese male they have on their roster is uh, Michael Nakazawa. And yeah. when's the last time he's wrestled? <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen that dude oil up. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I know uh, Takesha has gone back to Japan. So, uh, yeah, but so yeah, I think I think uh, uh, would fit in great in, in in AEW. Yeah, and my second pick was Pete Dunne for what we already said. I think he's, and this might be a little bit harsh putting it this way, but I'm gonna go ahead and fucking say it: damaged goods. For WWE, he is good, but the way you did him with the Butch character is—I just think there's no coming back from it. Well, I—I I think Triple H is going to try. I mean, you can try, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a long time for people to see Pete done the way he used to be. So. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think they will, because most of the people that watching NXT too, so they know who these people are. So I don't think it'd be that big of a stretch for them to go, "Hey, he's going back to his old character." Yeah, he was great in his old character. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, apparently there's a few a few wrestlers that are going to go back to their real names because that was a Vince thing. Yeah. Hopefully, Gunther is one of them. Huh. Hopefully, but I've heard he he actually likes that name, so that that one might not. Yeah. So for my third one, this is this is where it gets a little bit more awkward. Reggie, <laughs> I would send Reggie to AEW. Look, man, I another, think another twenty four seven guy. Yeah, I just think he's way too athletic 
and WWE doesn't know what to do with that because nobody can match up with him other than for like Ricochet. Yeah. So there's not much they can do with him there because they're limited. And all that all that's gonna happen there is you're gonna have to calm down Reggie's style for him to stay in WWE. Yeah. Because, he's not going to be unique that way. Yeah, he's because, just going to get lost. Because he, you know, because he is a former uh, Cirque du Soleil guy, so he, he does he know how to do all all the like flips and all the gymnastic stuff, which yeah, that would fit in in a like a high flying match. Yeah, so you could you could bring him over to AEW, name him, you know, whatever they decide on. Have him team up with like Sammy Guevara or some shit, and they can go up against Lucha Brothers. They can go up against anybody because both risk takers, both athletic as fuck, both like to fly, and they're both really talented. So I think Reggie, if done right, could very could be a very good move to AEW, and. For my fourth pick, just because I think we already have way too many Samoans on the main roster, <laughs> you bring over Solo Sokoa. <laughs> I think he has that gritty look to him. He just looks mean all the time. Un- unlike like the Usos and Roman, who... Even when they put on like their serious face, they don't look mean enough. They don't look as mean as Solo. That yeah, that's the, I I agree with that. So if it was me, I would send Solo Sokoa over and do a big old storyline, and eventually him be like a final member of Blackpool Combat Club. And in fact, I would say Roman Reigns hasn't had a real serious, mean face look since he was in the shield. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think he's the meanest looking guy. No, uh, I, I'm not going to say, I don't mean this in a bad way, but Solo Sikoa's NXT picture looks like it could be one of the Usos' mugshot pictures. That's how mean he looks. So, yeah, man, just send him over to AEW, and he could do some really good shit over there. For my final choice, again, had to go with a woman because we can't forget about them. Just because I don't think she is comfortable in WWE because of everything that happened, I think she could use a change of atmosphere. Sonia Deville. I think she could match up very well with Jade Cargill, Britt Baker, Sheeta. Like she could hang with the best of them over there. So it, it would be easy for her to adapt to that AEW style. So I, I would put Sonia Deville on there. And now we're going to go the opposite way. 
because if we're going to send some people to AEW, we need to get some people to come to WWE. So, Johnny, if you had to pick five current AEW, and it well, it's going to be going to be hard choosing someone else already in WWE because, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of them there. Yeah, a lot in AEW. So I'm going to try and not to choose any former WWE guys. So I didn't. I mean, a lot of them would now with Triple H in charge. I could see them going back, but you got to get the the ones that have never been there before, or at least the ones who were never who never made it very far. Like my first pick, MJF. MJF, of course, he's teased many times about going to WWE, about uh, having Bruce Pritchard's number, you know, saying that they work together in MLW. Now Cody's over there, so now he can have stories with him over there. I could see, I could see the Miz versus the, the less famous Miz. <laughs> uh, I could bring out my poster again. Yes, and it would work. <laughs> it would work on both. And it would work. <laughs> but yeah, uh, MJF would be one. The second one I think would be Warlow. Warlow, because Warlow does fit, even though it's maybe not Triple H's vision of, of a wrestler. It, it was Vince's vision of a, of a wrestler. You know, the big tall guy. Uh, I, I think he would fit in WWE. You could have him in matches with with Gunther or or Sheamus or Drew. He would fit in over there. Uh, I would. I would. I think I. I would want, or not want, but like see Will or Yuta. Over, over in WWE just because and, uh, again he fits that mold of their type of wrestler and just last year 2021 WWE actually rejected him he, he was he did have a tryout with an, with NXT they said you know even though you're you're the right body type you know and this isn't for you so there's that that redemption story there that he could have. Like like I said, it's it's hard it's hard not choosing the former WWE guys to go back. I mean, even though I even though I could name you at least ten of them that that could go back and have proper stories. But another one I would like to see. At, going to WWE, and I know he's talked about possibly going there before his career ends, is Kenny Omega. Uh, I've I've mentioned this before, that before AEW started, all the elite were were in talks to go to WWE, or were about to go into talks going there. 
So I could see Kenny, Kenny over there going after have, having that Roman Reigns match that that we've we've talked about before with without having that that forbidden door. And yeah, because yeah. I don't think Roman would ever make a move to AEW. No, that's definitely not his style. No. No, it's not his style because he's he's used to and I mean I'm just gonna come out and say is a more scripted wrestling. Yeah, he he would be one of if he wasn't. I'll put it this way: if he was an AEW, he'd be member of the JAS <laughs> because he's he's a sports entertainment guy. Yeah, that, he's not, that's he's not a pro wrestler. Yeah, it's pretty much where he would end up. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and choose a, a woman because I, I, I did that going the other way. And I think this is a little harder because there's even more women. Uh, that, that Well, there aren't as many women as there are men. And most of those women used to be in WWE. And I know... I know you're not gonna like this, but I think Jade Cargill would fit in WWE. She's, you know, she's got that WWE look. Her hair is almost cartoonish, with how bright yellow it is. It's it's not like a normal blonde. It's like somebody actually like, like took yellow paint and painted her hair. And I could see, I could see, I, I could see a match. Speaking of hair, Jay Cargo against Bianca. I mean, if they want me to stop watching again, do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You know, not everyone can be everybody's cup of tea. And yeah, and I'm just gonna say you're probably one of the few people I've ever heard beat down on Jay Cargo. I, if not the only one. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not the either, but it's fine. Whatever. I I just my like my main issue with her is she got pushed way too quick and the title was put on her way too quick when there was other women in the division that deserved it yeah that deserved it before she did i wouldn't be as down on her if the other women got the chance they deserved well i think i think athena's about to take care of that hey i hope so (laughs) Speaking of former WWE women. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she does. Yeah. So I think that was five. Yeah, that was five. Okay. So now that we got Johnny's five in for that, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his five jumps from AEW to WWE. Well, like we last time, we agree on the first one. <laughs> MJF. He's already said he wants to do it, so he'll probably end up there anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, my other three guys have been there before. Uh, punk. I think it's, and a lot of this has to do with Triple H taking over, so the guys are ready to go back. And yeah, yeah, of course. And they wouldn't hate it no more. Uh, CM Punk. What else do you have? And CM Punk, that might actually be be something that would act will actually happen. Maybe. Based on the the issues that we talked about are going on right now, and mm-hmm. maybe once his contract is 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 up, you know, he might go back. Uh, next would be Miro. <laughs> yeah, I could see him going back and bringing Lana with him. <laughs> I could see that because I mean, Rusev Day was massively, massively over. Even though, even though Vince was always trying to shut it down because you know they don't, Vince didn't care what the fans thought. Exactly. And Miro's really not doing much right now in AEW anyway. The next would be Adam Cole. <laughs> hey, he is one of Triple H's favorite guys. Yeah. In the NXT. So, why not? <laughs> and that's for my woman. Well, if I'm going to send Adam Cole back, why don't I have his wife join him? <laughs> or his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they're married yet. No, not yet. She would fit right in with her and Bailey. Heard of Sasha. Heard. The list goes on and on. Britt Baker versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Britt versus Liv. <laughs> so, yeah, I think she would be good. She'd do well in WWE. And that's my list. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my, again, my picks are a little out of the ordinary. They're not the ones everybody would think of. So for my first one from AWWE, Angelica. He, to me, gives me Jeff Hardy vibes. And what stands out more in WWE than Jeff Hardy? I think that even though he was awesome in the tag team, I think there's a chance for him to be even better as a solo act. Yeah. He did some really crazy stuff on Lucha Underground when he was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he does have that Jeff Hardy vibes. I saw yeah. one time he jumped off the office, cleared, like, office onto the ring and did a swan on him. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be my number one pick just because I think he's the perfect fit for WWE. Uh, for my second one, just because they're not capitalizing on what they have and they made it pretty obvious, even though they've been featured more on TV right now, Sunny Kiss. I think Triple H has a very open mind about what he wants this new WWE to be. And why not push the limits? Why not be very different? 
and have someone like Sonny Kiss there. Super talented. I mean, you already did all of the Santina Morella comedy bullshit. Yeah. Which was the Vince thing to do. So show that you can be different and that you can take them seriously and have someone like Sonny Kiss there. For my third one, this this is just because she's underutilized as well. And just because of who she is and the character she has <laughs> and what they have done in WWE before, perfect fit. Abaddon. <laughs> I knew that was coming when you said the character. AEW has done next to nothing with her. And she, I, I see what she puts on Twitter. She's out there at the gym every single day, yeah. pushing hard, getting stronger. And they might do something when they see how hard of work she's putting in. But if they don't, WWE has the perfect chance to pick her up, do the Alexa Bliss spooky character thing, spooky versus spooky, like mixed tag team if they ever go down that route again, because I know they did it for a little bit there. If they bring back The Fiend, what better tag team than The Fiend and Abaddon? Yeah, and, and you know, right now, if if you want to see Abaddon wrestle, you have to watch AEW Dark. Yes. Yeah. When's the last time she she was featured on on Dynamite or or even Rampage? I don't I don't think she's ever been on Rampage. She, the last time she was on one of the main shows was when she fought Cheetah. was the title holder. Yeah, it's been a good while. Last time but, I remember her on there. But she yeah. was scared of her first, remember? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a good while since she's had a match on TV. So yeah, I just think she is very unique and WWE will know exactly what to do with her. So that's one of my picks. Uh for my fourth one, and this is just because he fits the WWE mold. Brian Cage. He can go over there and mix it up with the big guys. I mean, you give me Brian Cage versus anybody, and I'm watching. Because WWE would know exactly what to do. You give me Brian Cage versus Drew McIntyre, I'm watching. So, yeah, I just think this is another guy that can be picked up, moved right in, and can be taken credible as a very top threat. Before Cody went back, you know, Brian Cage was always that going to be that rumored first AEW guy going to WWE because he, you know, at one time he he wasn't happy with his position in, in the company, but but now that now that Tony Khan signed him with Ring of Honor, he's he's in a better place. I, I don't think he's he's still very happy just because they really have they haven't gotten our ROH going yet. But yeah, 
uh, it'll change once once that happens. Yeah, I, I know eventually they're gonna make that ROH move and they're gonna have a weekly show, and he is gonna be happy if Brian Cage can hold off for that long. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I think it's coming soon. Yeah, but if it doesn't and he gets frustrated. There's a perfectly good company over here now that you yeah. can go to. Uh, for my final choice, and I made this one just because he is on TV a lot, but he's all they're always beating him up, and they're they're putting him through way too much. And he's going to have a very short career if this keeps on going. So I think a move to WWE would be good for him. He can be matched up with more people that won't put him through as much. Darby Allen. He can still go over there, do his skateboard thing, do his face paint thing. He can be the same guy and have very good quality matches on a weekly basis and not put your body that much at risk. Well, again, there's, a, but th then there's the whole factor of, uh, of house shows, you know, you got to perform uh, non-televised events uh, two to three times a week. Yeah. So, so the schedule is more grueling. Even though, even though he does put his body at risk in AEW, he's got more time to recover in AEW. But I mean, I agree. I, I, I would, I would like to see him in WWE. Yeah, I just, I just think there's some very good matchups he could have over there. Like, give me Darby Allen, Seth Rollins. <laughs> I would love to see that shit. And even though he's a small guy, it would still be believable because the people they're putting him up against are not fucking monsters like in AEW. Pretty much every single person he's faced towers over him. It would just look more normal for him to be in, a, in WWE. So, yeah, we just wanted to make this list because of Jericho and the conversations that are happening, supposedly. So we wanted to give our thoughts as I, to what we would do. I thought of another name going from WWE to AEW, which, I, which none of us considered this, but Shinsuke. Yeah? Shinsuke, has, his WWE run hasn't been, hasn't been as as good as as people thought it would be based on the history that he's had in New Japan. But yeah, you know, because there's a lot of, especially of the elite guys that used to be in New Japan that have probably faced Shinsuke before. You know, he could go and have have, have great matches with them. So yeah, Shinsuke. And I had... I had one more decision I could have made that pretty much took all my picks. But, again, 
three out of the four WWE guys. And I pretty much end up with what Johnny said, except mine would be Blackpool Combat Club as a whole in WWE. So you get William Regal, you get Moxley, you get Claudio, but they come over and they're like, look, we're not the guys you remember. We're who they truly are. I was going to say they all used to work for WWE, even yeah. really. You know. Yeah. So that's just something they could do. They could go over there and be like, look, we are completely different as to what we used to be. Now you're going to deal with the repercussions of what you did to us and what you did to Wheeler and all this shit. The Blackpool Comics versus the Bloodline. There you go. It writes itself. <laughs> yeah. So this is just thoughts we get. And with everything going on with Jericho, I thought it would be pretty, pretty fun to throw them out there. So hell yeah. I think we did very good on our lists. So now that we've gone through that, I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for Raw this week. Or WWE. Let's just do yeah, yeah. It's gonna be yeah, and like I met, I was talking about the production earlier, and yeah, my my moment isn't a specific moment. Again, it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a moment for for the the feel of the show, and that's the production value. Even though Kevin Dunn is still over uh, the head of production. I don't see as many camera cuts. I'm not seeing as many camera shaking, you know, like, like, oh, he's hitting him with the chair. So we have to follow the camera up and down and up and down. You know, I'm not seeing as much of that in the last few weeks. And the camera work feels more realistic. Like, I'm going to take the example of the start of Raw this past week. So they did the whole music video entrance uh, uh, video uh, to intro raw and they started the pipe they shot maybe two or three off and then as the pyro stating you see a, a, a camera cut this is a good camera cut you see it, it looks like there's a the cameraman is uh, running up the stage going back back through gorilla and there's Seth Rollins and Riddle brawling, and, and you know the camera work. You know, is like I said, it's it's almost realistic where it it follows follows the brawl to the back, going to the ring, and once they finally got that broken up, they kept back to the commentary team. They you know they talked about the situation for a minute, then they. They welcomed everyone to Raw, and then they went back to the pyro. They did a <laughs> they did a, like a full round of pyro, like like they were just starting the show, like like they were doing like a take two, but it was live. I I, I like that. And that's one of those that a subtle you know changes, but it's very noticeable, and I I I love you know. How the the camera work has been going so far. 
So yeah, that's yeah. my 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 moment. Yeah, he, even though it was very annoying to watch all the camera cuts, I I wouldn't say I didn't mind it, but it was just very annoying. But for someone like you who has the problems that you have, and it's kind of hard to focus well, when so much is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I like that they're doing this move just because it makes it easier to focus on what's going on. Yes. And it's not going back and forth so much. So, yeah, man, the camera work has gotten better. So, everything is improving with Triple H in charge. So, <laughs> now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for WWE this week. Well, I want to talk about the fetish we found out about this week. <laughs> <laughs> for some strange reason, Triple H has a fascination with kidnapping. <laughs> uh, going back to NXT, I can think of at least five different uh or four different storylines with kidnapping. Uh, and three of them included Loomis. Oh, one, <laughs> one on the main roster, which is the one that just happened. And three of them were Loomis. At one point, Loomis kidnapped Kevin Grimes. <laughs> one time he kidnapped Austin Theory. <laughs> yeah. This week he kidnapped The Miz. And I think during like two or three years ago, during the uh, Breakout Star Tournament, Santos kidnapped Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza, and they became Legado del Fantasma. But let's not forget about Triple H's most famous kidnapping, when he kidnapped his wife and married her through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a classic moment. So, I don't think anyone will ever forget that moment. <laughs> yeah. He either has a fetish or some kind of fascination with kidnapping. So we'll see how <laughs> this one plays out. But Triple H and kidnappings for some reason. Oh, and also, didn't Kane kidnap Lita? Was it Lita? <laughs> Tried to marry her or something once at yeah. some point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was Lita. And I think he didn't, and the Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, didn't he have her on the cross at one? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, he was going to crucify her. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, Stephanie... I mean, Stephanie's been kidnapped twice. <laughs> yeah. Kayfabe. Yeah. I'm not even going to bring up Macho Man. Because that's a whole different scenario. Which story? We don't yeah. want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but definitely something going on with all the kidnapping, which we'll have to see where it goes. There was a couple of things that caught my attention this week. But obviously the big one is the return of Johnny Gargano. I just, I'm happy that he's back. I'm happy that he's on main roster. 
old school Johnny Gargano on main roster. I can't wait to see what they do with him and Ciampa. They have to have some very good shit planned. So, as far as main roster stuff, that would have to take my moment this week. But I do want to bring up one more thing. And that's just because I said that I'm going to start watching NXT again. Possibly. Something they did this week has me hooked. I don't know what the payoff is going to be. I'm thinking probably it'll end up happening on the main roster. But Dexter Loomis showing up in NXT, coming back for Indy. His wife, yeah. Yes. Best (laughs) moment of the week. Yes, it was. The crowd, their reaction. I've seen the video. There's the clip that's like three minutes long of when Dexter shows up by the ring and they show everything else from there to the point where he gets arrested. I've seen that clip about 10 times. Doesn't get old. I love it. And just to see the way the crowd reacted, you know it's a big deal. People are happy to see Index back. Yes. And just as quick as they got reunited, they were ripped apart. So you know people are going to be wanting it to pay off. And I think it's going to happen. And, and that's, and that's, I mean, when's the last time you've seen story continuity between Ron and NAC? They, they exactly. arrested, they arrested Loomis for kidnapping the Miz. Yeah. Which, uh, which begged, which, you know, you got to wonder what happened to the Miz because the day before they were, he was kidnapped in, in Toronto and Dexter ended up in Orlando the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I said I, I remember saying it was there was gonna have to be something that really gets my attention for me to watch NXT. And also, also talking about kidnappings, uh, Santos Escobar once again kidnapped the rest of Legato. <laughs> <laughs> took them took them away from Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I didn't think I think they would. Willingly, I don't think that was much of a kidnapping. Yeah, but um, well, uh, yeah, but I think it, it's just Santos. You know, he forgot, he forgot to take him, take them with him, so they're yeah. all for the main roster. Yeah, yeah, I think they're definitely coming up to the main roster. But yeah, like I said, there was going to have to be something that happens in NXT to get my attention, and I think this Dexter indie thing was it. Because now what's Indy going to do? That she thought she had him back in her life, and now he's gone again. I'm invested in this. So I'm going to have to watch NXT to watch what happens, because poor Indy got her heartbroken again, temporarily. She shows up on Raw. Unless... But I I don't think see that happening. I could see it happening as well, but I don't think it'll happen until Dexter comes back. And with him being arrested for kidnapping 
it's going to be a good while before we see him. Yeah, he'll be out this week. He'll bail. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. They could, do, they could do some shit where they show him in prison or fucking whatever. It would feel different. But whatever they decide to do, if they want to do it on main roster, if they want to do it on NXT, I just want to see where this goes. So wherever it is, I'm going to watch. Hell yeah, man. Really good shit from WWE this week. I am happy with what they're doing, as a lot of people are. So now that we've given our moments for WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW this week. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to state the obvious thing, uh, just in case you guys might might choose it. Because uh, the main event of the show wasn't Moxley and Punk, like like a lot of people thought it would be. It was the trios. Uh, match in the trio tournament between uh, the uh, Aussie Open and Will Osprey versus uh, Death Triangle, and this uh, this match got time. They went to I think like three commercial breaks, uh, and just because again spoilers, the Moxley Punk match was ran short. But they got maybe like the last twenty minutes, and it was it was a good match. There were some, but there were so many spots that it's just just too much to go over. Uh, it started out fast with Osprey and and Phoenix, but you saw you saw all kinds of moves. Uh, Osprey hit hit a uh, cutter off the top. You saw the 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 topes and all the all the flips and the and the and the moves you would expect from these things, and and that's you know credit to Osprey who just finished the G one having that thirty plus minute match with Okada, and for him to to come back like this and still. Be at a, a work at a, a hundred miles an hour. It's just it's awesome to see uh, Osprey and Ozzy up and got the win because. So this is the sec the the other story to this match. For for months we've been seeing a, a guy in, in the in the front row wearing a box on his head, and a lot of people say it's, kept saying. Even even though commentary is not pointing out that that was Skip Sabian, so um, Pack goes, he takes the box off the guy's head. It's not Skip Sabian; it's some just some dude with tape around his mouth, like he was forced into that into that role. But while he was doing that, then Kip Sabian comes from behind and and jumps him, and and that causes the distraction. Ozzy open they. They came up on, on I, I think it was on Penta, and Ozzy Open got the win, or, or I should say United Empire got the win. And they'll face Kenny, Kenny and the Young Bucks next week in the Dino Final. 
which uh, they came out afterwards to to do the the whole stare down with with uh, United Empire. Don Callis he had to stop Kenny from from actually going into the ring and getting into it with Osprey because I think I think in the past these two have had real real heat after their their time in in New Japan. But this week on Dynamite, we get to see Osprey versus Omega. Yeah. I just want to know who the ref in that match was. Stop paying attention. The kids are getting beat down. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, there the AEW does have that tag rule that that you can you you can double team uh, an opponent for. Up to, up to ten seconds. So. Yeah, but he wasn't even in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was on the outside. Doesn't matter. He never got in the ring. <laughs> so, so, so I think we're we're building towards a a, a match for the uh, all of the kind of with Kip Sabian and Pac. Yeah, I, I think that's where that's headed as well. I wouldn't mind it just because even though it is AEW and people are taken a lot more seriously, they didn't give Kip Sabian the best role. Yeah. Hanging out with Miro and all that bullshit they were doing. So splitting them up, having Miro doing the Redeemer thing. Then whatever Sabian ends up doing, yeah, I think that was the best move for both of them. And, and it, it it had been a while since we saw Kip Sabian because because of his injury. The last time we saw him was when when Miro dropped that garage door on him. Yeah, yeah, that's been over a year now. <laughs> yeah, so maybe eventually we also get. A serious Miro versus Kip Sabian match. Yeah, because because we never got that match. Yeah, so that has to be something else that happens soon. But yeah, man, the very good spot, very good choice that you made. I just want to bring up one more thing from that match because this is a spot that I really like. The in sync double poison Rana, hmm. perfect, perfect. I loved it. Yeah, man, really good match. I enjoyed that shit. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm gonna go over to Drew and get his moment for AEW this week. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the Mox fan of the group. Bigger Mox than Punk fan. I, I was cheering for Mox the whole way. And you know this Punk hurt the foot he pivoted on, not the one he kicked with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about, if that's true. Pretty sure it's probably anything. <laughs> because after they showed behind the things this week, <laughs> On, on Rampage, they showed the behind the scenes of him talking about how it felt the same as when he broke it last time, so maybe it's broke again. I don't know. 
Uh, no, I think I, that's the case. Oh, I'm sure that part is, yeah. So, yeah. we'll see where this goes next. I don't know. Well, uh, they're uh, done with these two, or if they're going to battle again, or what? But. Yeah, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, this is still going to be a match at, at All Out. So maybe they'll have some kind of stipulation. But, yeah, and it was only what under five minutes. It was two minutes and fifty nine seconds. Yeah, so it was pretty quick. Didn't think it would go that quick. I thought it maybe give more time. I thought it'd be the main event, like like you said. It yeah. wasn't. It pretty shocked the hell out of everybody <laughs> that it was over so quick. So yeah, I don't know where this is going. I'm just like you. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I did. I gonna, did. If they're going to wrestle again in two weeks and give it to Punk, why would not do this? You know what I'm saying? Why do yeah. this if they're just going to wrestle again and give it to Punk when he's in Chicago? I don't see the payoff. Well, well this is already going to be the home, the go-home show. All else next Sunday. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we got one more dynamite before then, so what's the point? Yeah. From the beginning when they announced that this match was gonna happen on Dynamite, I was not happy with that choice. This is probably the first time where I could really say I didn't understand a decision that Tony made. I I can I can justify every single decision he's made up to this point. I don't know what his plan is here. If the plan is to have the match in Chicago as planned from the beginning, we could have avoided this. It could have been a time limit draw. It could have been where they didn't even make it to the ring because they were brawling. There was so many different scenarios you could have done if you decided that this match was still going to happen at the pay-per-view. I was just shocked. We don't know exactly if it is, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Again, we discussed this last weekend. Is the beef between... Well, we all know Hangman and CM Punk had issues. Is it really to that point where maybe they did this to take the belt off Punk because he's on the way out? I don't know anymore. (laughs) I would like to think everything is okay and that they have something big planned to make up for this, but I just don't know what that could be. Add a stipulation, but then why do the match a week and a half before? Right. I I just don't understand this decision. And especially if they're gonna make it seem like Trump got injury, that'd be him coming back. They were making a big deal about him coming back too early. So if they do it again, it'll be coming back too early again. So I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. 
he had the perfect thing going. We were going to get CM Punk defending his title in Chicago. What's more perfect than that? You know, this is the second time CM Punk unified a title in Chicago against a guy named John. We're going to go there again? <laughs> we're really going to go there again. That's what you hey, want to do. At least you I am frustrated one. enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this John Cena bullshit. The, 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 there was even, just based on something Moxley said, that people were saying, oh, John Moxley's going to face John Cena at all else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. I, I need someone to get eyes on. That's, that's a guy we didn't talk about. Go to AEW. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I can't believe I'm going to go there with this bullshit. <laughs> if John Cena, for some fucking reason, ended up in AEW... What's her name? I'm trying to think of her name. Okay, I remember. Okay, sorry. My, I'm, I'm so frustrated with this scene on top now that I can't remember names. If he, for some reason, would end up in AEW, he couldn't even beat Rebel. He wouldn't know what to do. That's so out of his element. I agreed because it's like the whole Roman Reigns situation. He's he's used to more scripted wrestling. I didn't even buy it when he defended the title in fucking ECW one night stand. Like he when he was throwing the shirt into the crowd and the crowd was throwing the shirt right back. Hmm. Yeah, they they would do a lot more in AEW then throw a shirt back at you. I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking start throwing chairs at your ass. Yeah. Sorry. This this is what happens when we fucking bring up John Cena when I'm trying to talk fucking AEW. I mean I could have said I could have said another name. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't care anymore. You I was just making the comparison about unifying titles. I, I completely forgot about that douchebag for a second. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Bring in John Cena. Bring in Bad Bunny. Put them together as a tag team and put them up against the Lucha Brothers. Now watch what fucking happens. You you think that Mox CM Punk match was short? This shit would go one minute at the most. And John Cena will be shitting his fucking pants. And Bad Bunny will be rapping in the corner because that's all he knows what to fucking do. Let's make some bad mumble rap bullshit. He knows one move. The Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> and he didn't even do the move. 
It was all the other guys. It was a miss. The miss. Oh, he can jump off the top rope. Wow. <laughs> he, he, wow. Bad Bunny hopped off the rope. Wow. Noob Dog can jump off the top rope. Oh, that's funny. But Snoop can't. Oh. <laughs> can't believe y'all just did that to me. <laughs> uh, and that's why he's triggered. Just, that's why. just, just like Jr. said in our intro, you never know what's going to happen on WrestleLoss. You never know what's going to happen on WrestleLoss. Fuck, I don't even know what my moment is now. I got so fucking. <laughs> I really like a lot of stuff that AEW does. We all know that. It's not necessarily an issue I had, but Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal. Really good match. It's going to be a really good match. Jay Lethal is good. Dax Harwood is good. Sure, Dax Harwood is Dax Harwood is more of a tag team guy, but put him in a single situation and he can be just as good. I just don't think they have shown Lethal to be good enough in AEW to get a win over Harwood. I don't think I would have done that. Well, I think Lethal is going to be a better show out better in Ring of Honor than they do. Just because he is a former Ring of Honor guy. Yeah. We all know what Jay Lethal can do. There's no denying it. But just the way he's been portrayed, I don't think he should have got the win over Harwood. But either way, it was a very good match. I I just hope it pays off. And it's going to pay off because they are the version of the belt collectors, except tag team. So, yeah, man. Really good match. I just yeah. wish the outcome would have been a little different. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are, are talking about Dax even went being wrestler of the year. I, I would, I would say yes. They he deserves it, and and I and I, I, I don't really mind getting. Him getting the loss because I think they're gonna they're gonna win the match at all out. Uh, it was announced afterwards that all out is gonna be uh, Warlow and FTR versus uh, Jay Lethal and and the Motor City Machine Guns from Impact. Uh, Alex Alex, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban came out afterwards. Yeah, that. Motor City machine guns coming through kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting that. But it, it it's going to be a really good match. I'm looking forward to that. So. Yeah. I thought I did, was Sanjay Singh and the tall guy myself. 
fun. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of great stuff that's planned. Um, they made a lot of changes to All Out. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's positive changes. So seeing, seeing what they built and what they changed it to, it's going to be a great pay-per-view. We're going to love it. We're going to watch it. We're going to be live streaming our reactions yeah, to we're it. Gonna live watch along, a live in-person watch along. A live in-person watch along. And I can't wait. Yeah. With, with all these positive changes that were made this week, I know they're going to do something great with Moxley and Punk. Because That's another one, the plan. another one that was made, which we didn't talk about this, was that uh, Thunder Rosa announced that she has an injury, so we're going to get another interim title. So there's there's going to be a four way match for the interim women's title between uh, Sheeta, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter. I mean, it has to be Tony, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has to be Tony, and I think this is this is where Britt Baker and, and it's gonna or Jamie Hayter is gonna turn on Britt Baker. I am ninety five percent sure that it is gonna be Tony Storm, but at the same time, I'm seeing this going around a lot on Twitter. People are really making a strong case for Jamie Hayter. She has a very big fan base. And people want to see more out of her. So if Tony was to pay attention to what people say on Twitter, which I'm sure he does, because he's just that kind of guy, I wouldn't mind it. Because eventually she has to get out of the shadow of Bert Baker. Yes. And maybe this is a way of doing it. But yeah, going from being being what you are with Burt Baker to interim champion might be too much too quick. But you got to start somewhere, right? Why not as interim champion? I don't know. That's just what people were calling for on Twitter. So... Yeah, look, a lot of great shit from WWE, a lot of interesting shit from AEW, even though it can be a little bit frustrating not knowing what's going to happen in this CM Punk Moxley situation. It's got us talking. It's got everybody talking. And whether it be good talk or bad talk, I don't see how it can be bad talk because it's interesting. It has people tuning in. Yeah. And they've had some, I would say, near record-breaking shows lately. Yeah. This Dynamite could be the biggest one yet because all eyes are on Mox. And what's going to happen? I can't wait. (laughs) I'm nervous. 
I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm triggered, obviously, for sure <laughs> reasons. But yeah, man, I just love this shit, and I can't wait for next week. I can't wait for All Out. I just want, I just want it to happen already. Yeah, in, in general, ever since Triple H took over, the, the whole wrestling has been 100. I, I would say close to 100 percent positive. Yeah, yeah, because you know, you know, Tony's got eyes on Triple H. Yeah, and he's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna raise the level of WWE and the quality of their shows." I have to start doing something as well because you don't want to fall behind, right? And I could even see maybe not. Well, not this year. Maybe even next year, or even the year after that, I could see Dynamite moving to Monday night. <laughs> oh man, why? Why? I'm gonna okay. A so new, a new Monday night war. I have three screens. I can watch it all. Yeah, I got one here. I got one here and another one over there. Whatever they decide to do, I'm ready to watch it all at the same it's time. Like a, it's like a wrestling control room. Yeah, fucking, you should see how insane this is. Like, 95%, this whole time, I got looking at my laptop here, looking, controlling the monitor here, like looking at my phone just in case something happens. That's three screens going at once. It's insane. But hey, it's what I love. And now that Triple H is around and in control, everybody is happy. Yeah, I don't see a moving Monday nights. I just don't think they want to compete with each other. He's good on Wednesday nights. He likes it on Wednesday nights. Yeah. So. But he had an opportunity to do this when he started Rampage. He could have started at seven o'clock to compete with SmackDown, but he didn't. He waited for nine o'clock when SmackDown was over. So maybe he wants to let the fans be able to watch all of it. That way, you don't have to compete. He doesn't have to compete with the other show for you. See what I'm saying? He wants the fans to be able to watch WWE and eat. AEW and New Japan. That way you don't you don't put them on competing shows. Eventually you're gonna have to though. He's gonna wanna test that. Yeah. He here's what I would do. And this is he enjoys watching the other shows on the other nights. Well, I mean, he can be back. He can be back safe watching it while Dynamite's going on. But if he's a fan, he's thinking about the other fans. Us as his fans, he knows that we like to watch both as well. If he likes to watch both, or run one and watch the other one, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He might be doing it for our benefit, not his. Maybe because I know, I, I know. You know, Vince. You know, he he only did it for the money, right? Tony's completely different. 
Well, it was actually nit- it was nitro because Raw was first. Right. Here's what I would do. Since since we're getting that little bit of rumor of a new show. Thursday's open. And, and <laughs> forget about Thursday. We don't need wrestling every day of the week. <laughs> no, uh, no Thursday you have Impact, which I mean nobody watches. But... Nobody watches Impact because they don't put it on a box. Damn it! They don't put it on Frontier. <laughs> That's why Access. I don't watch it. I don't yeah, have that anymore. They took it on Frontier. Yeah, you can't you, you, you can't watch Impact on New Japan on Thursdays. Exactly. <laughs> Thursday. Oh, I guess it is because I don't have run. Okay, no <laughs> Here's what I would do. If 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 there is going to be a new show, and let's say whatever this show is, whether it's Ring of Honor or just another AEW show, put the new show in Dynamite spot on Wednesday, and you move Dynamite to Mondays. And you put up your main show against Raw, and and you you gotta remember too, Raw was one an hour longer than Dynamite. So once Dynamite ends, you can always switch over to Raw anyway. Or you can be like me and have a million screens going on at the same time. <laughs> I'm glad I I'm I'm just glad I got rid of my iPad. Because that was just another screen I was looking at. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this new show is. All I know is eventually Tony is going to want to see what can happen. It, to, we've said this many times. Tony is a fan. He's been a fan. He was, he was a fan during... Attitude Era, the yeah, Monday he, Night Wars. He was at, at uh, WrestleMania 18 in the Sky Dome. Yeah. So you're telling me if you were in Tony Khan's shoes, as a fan, wouldn't you want to be like, I have the chance to do the Monday Night Wars over again. I can be the guy that brings that back. Yeah, but also you have to look at who won the Monday Night Wars and what happened to the other company that wasn't in, that was in the Monday Night Wars with WWE. Because she's show so good that we're actually watching again. Remember what happened to the last show that was in Money against Money Night Wars against WWE when they were good. AEW no AEW is not WCW. No. Yeah, but WCW was hot when it when the war started too. So I'm not saying I'm just saying anything's possible. Personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I'd stay where I'm at on Wednesday night. I'm I'm the only show on. I get all the viewers. 
I mean, you've seen how Tony gets. We've been there live. I he know comes, that. He comes out and he is fucking spazzing out, dude. Yeah. Like he just like had like five Red Bulls before coming out. He is crazy enough to be like, fuck it, let's do it. I want like we're on we're on good terms. We're on good terms with WWE because he, even Tony has praised Triple H for what he's doing in WWE. That has been said. So it, it just do it. They're, they would do it, but there would be a level of respect there. And I think okay. fans would see that and both companies are going to benefit from it. What kind of numbers is the AEW pulling right now? When there's uh, no competition, about a about a million every and week. Raw pulls two. What now that? Well, now that Triple H is, is in charge, they're pulling close to, if not over two million. For Raw. Right. So he's AEW is just not ready yet. And look, look where they're selling out. WWE's going up. Well, the American Airlines Center constantly. They're filling up Caldwell Center. They're not. They're not big enough yet to try to compete with WWE every week. Do you? Do you think? Now they could get there, but they're not there yet. With okay, let's say this whole CM Punk thing levels out. And he stays with AEW. Having CM Punk, having the Young Bucks, having Kenny Omega back, having Jericho, having Sammy, Lucha Bros, all of these indie originals that people love. I think that's enough to fill up American Airlines set. Well, you know, like when we go to AEW, that place isn't full. Not completely. <laughs> I think it would, though. I, they might sell it out. But look, I'm just looking at the numbers they're pulling on Wednesday night with no competition. They're pulling about a million. Yeah. Most of the other shows pull too, at least. And they're probably going to climb with Triple H and Charge again. So I wouldn't do it because it only kill your number. You think you think they're going to take a million people from? Because the people that watch AEW also watch WWE, or most of them. <laughs> yeah. Because most of the people who go watch both shows, if they have picks, they're going to pick the show that's been around longer, has a bigger, longer history. Most people will, because how long WWE been around? Way too long. (laughs) Very long. (laughs) No, very long is what I meant to say. Yeah, WWE started out as Capital Wrestling in in the 60s. Exactly. Over 50 years. So, 
gonna go with the fifty year company that you know is putting on better shows now that you know that you're gonna like, or you're gonna go with the company that's four years old, three, four years old that yes, they're putting on great shows, but they don't have the longevity as this other show. I'm not trying to bet downplay what AEW's doing. They've done a great job for the last four years, three or four years, however long they've been. But I just don't think everybody else is gonna turn them turn off WWE to watch AEW when they're competing. I, I feel you on that. I, d- I just think eventually it's going to get to the point where Tony is going to want to test that water. I mean, I, I can see doing a show here, you know, here and there. You know, you get you get bumped because of NBA or whatever, but, you know. You can, and you can try it on the Monday night then when you get bumped one week for NBA. Yeah. But other than that, and see what you pull. Like, if you only pull 500000 hey, I'll go, I don't know. See what you pull. Do it on a week when you get bumped. Yeah, I I just really want to see it happen <laughs> because feasible right now. Because I I think people would be surprised. Because you also have to see that. I mean, to be honest, would you? Did you ever think you'd be able to say, "Oh man"? Uh, this is before AEW started, right? When we would solely go to WWE shows at American Airlines. Do you think you, at that point in time, you would ever be able to say, oh man, I'm going to go to this little hole in the wall that's the Curtis Colwell Center to watch a wrestling show? I, I I no because I I didn't think you would ever see wrestling at the Curtis Cowell Center exactly exactly because, <laughs> because up in like before that place had a name it was just uh, the GISD Event Center Special Event Center and that's where like all, all you had there was like graduations now you Empire have performances and stuff like that now now, now they rent it out like it's American Airlines Center now you have like AEW you have other concerts uh, I, Freddie you know this band uh, next spring Los Temerarios are going to play <laughs> and, and, they're going to be there yes in March they're going to play at the Colwell Center <laughs> that's hilarious yes <laughs> yeah so so that is something that we never thought of and it happened. So it's like, it's like you said, anything can happen. Anything is possible, man. With the right advertising, with the right people, I think Tony can make it happen. But all in time. It's not going to happen in the next two months. I, I would think it's going to happen to he at least start selling out the American Airlines Center. <laughs> I would say maybe try this out at the five-year mark. Because at that point, your the contracts that people signed when you started yeah. are either up 
to where they re-sign or they're gone. And at that point, you either bring new people in, you make the moves you got to do, and it's just going to bring more eyes depending on who you get. It could be a deal where, like, one week you see, like, MJF's on Dynamite, and then next week he's on Raw. Yeah. Any Anything can happen. I just want to keep that out there. I just want that Monday Night War again. I think it could benefit both, but that's just that's just what I would like. But yeah, like we said, lots of great shit from WWE, lots of great shit from AEW. We're heading into the into an awesome week of shows. Excited for Sunday. Excited for Wednesday. We have to make it through Wednesday before yeah. we even know what's about to go down on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be a very exciting week. But, like always, before we wrap up, it is time to stump the brain. Okay. Who was the first Ring of Honor Grand Slam champion? He was world champion, television champion, tag champion, and six man champion. Hmm. Okay. Jay Lethal. No. <laughs> it, it was. It wasn't Samoa Joe, was it? No. Okay, good. Christopher Daniel. Huh. <laughs> I mean, he he was working on the process of elimination. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If he doesn't get it on the first one, he's normally good at getting on the second one. <laughs> So I was just waiting to see if, if what the next one would have been, but we got the we got the answer from Andrew before he even got the chance. Yeah. Yeah, but it's gonna be a really interesting week. A lot of people are real excited. We're excited for it. So I know a lot of a lot of y'all are gonna be pleasantly surprised, I think, by this week. So, like always, if you have any questions or comments, WrestleLost at gmail.com, WrestleLost on Facebook. Don't forget to give us a follow here on Twitch. And, yeah, it's going to be a real interesting week. We are very excited, like I said, and we will come at you next weekend with our thoughts. So, if there's y'all have anything else to say? Well, I'm just gonna say let let uh, everyone, all your friends, know to check us out next Sunday when we do our watch long on Twitch. Give us a follow. We're still still waiting to get those subscribers. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to beg, but we need money. We need money. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to make this work. So we'll be there live next Sunday, and we'll be happy to see y'all come through. So until then, hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend and see y'all then.
See you next week. Check you later.